0: Hello, welcome to the Richard Hunter interview. As ever, this is a place where I'll be discussing matters of interest with a whole range of investment experts. In this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Helen Maie, chairman of the Renewables Infrastructure Group or Trig. Trig is a FTSE 250 company with a market capitalisation of £2.5 billion. Helen was appointed in June 2013 and is an experienced chairman and non executive director. In addition to being chairman of the company, Helen serves as a non-executive director for SSE PLC and is an equality and human rights commissioner as well as co-chair of the Employers' Social Mobility Alliance. Helen was Group Company Secretary and General Counsel of National Grid from September 2003 to January 2013. She qualified as a barrister and was an associate of the Chartered Insurance Institute. In 2015, she was awarded a CBE for services to business, particularly relating to diversity in the workplace. So firstly, a very warm welcome to you, Helen, and thanks for sparing us some of your time.
1: And thank you very much for inviting me.
0: So in terms of TRIG, the company was described to me as the biggest UK clean energy investment company uh, you've never heard of. Is there any reason for this, do you think, especially given how all things green have moved up the social agenda?
1: Well, hopefully after this, a few more people will have heard of Trig, <laughs> which is why I'm delighted to be here. I think that the uh, renewable energy um, agenda has changed quite considerably since 2013 when Trig was launched. We were at the time seen um, as rather alternative. We were one of the, the newer um, type of investment funds. Um... But uh, now, as we've grown and the renewable energy agenda has changed considerably, perhaps due to the David Attenborough effect, perhaps due to Greta Thunberg, but now we are finding that investors, all investors, be they retail or institutional, are very keen on the green agenda. So ESG, environment, social governance, has become extremely uh, important um, and uh, triggers, of course, and uh, generating hundred percent. Uh, green energy. Our job is to generate sustainable returns from a diversified portfolio of renewable assets that contribute to a zero carbon future. So we have 77 projects in wind and solar plus one battery storage project and that helps to power the equivalent of over 1.1 million homes with clean energy and that displaces over 1.2 million tonnes of CO2 per year. And we're growing. We've just had a successful fund raised and raised another £240 million so that we can invest in more projects. So I think with the importance of ESG and with COP26, the conference in Glasgow that should happen in November, uh, renewables and decarbonisation is firmly on the centre of the agenda and it's certainly on the government's agenda. So that has changed enormously over the last eight years and has helped um, with Trig's growth and successful performance.
0: So, so you've you mentioned there the um, some of the objectives and, and purposes of the fund, um, could you give us a bit more detail perhaps on, on what sort of projects you invest in and, and indeed where these projects are to be found?
1: Yes indeed, um, portfolio diversification is absolutely key for us. So we, are, we have projects in all the four countries of the United Kingdom and in France, Ireland, Germany and Sweden. And we're into wind and solar, both onshore wind and offshore wind, um, and with one battery storage project. So our our key message is the portfolio diversification so that we have different streams of winds. um, So um, in in different countries, uh, and obviously when the wind blows, that's great. But if the wind tends not to blow, probably the sun is shining. So we've got solar. So we benefit from all different weather streams. We benefit from different regulatory support. um, And, um, you know, we aim to, run our assets in the most responsible way and in value-enhancing way. We're a little unusual compared to some of our competitors because we have two managers. We have Infrared, who they are the investment manager, and we have Res, Renewable Energy Systems, who are the operations manager. And the operations manager, one of their key roles is to really sweat the assets, to make sure our performance of all our assets is absolutely tip-top because every bit more that we can generate is obviously goes to the bottom line. Um, And finally, we want to be a responsible investor. So um, we have obviously very green credentials in that we generate this 100% green power, but we're very concerned about our social footprint as well. So uh, particularly during COVID, uh, we've donated an extra half uh, um, £500,000 for projects in the areas in which we work. Uh, We want to be seen as very socially responsible um, around all our projects. And obviously we're very keen on governance too. We want to uh, comply with the code and have a very well uh, run company. I'm also delighted that we have a majority female board too, which um, is perhaps a little unusual. Um, In fact, we've always either been 50-50 male and female on the board or majority female. So um, that's not not so common in FTSE 250 companies. So personally, that gives me a
0: lot of pleasure. Quite. Um, now, from the investment angle, and obviously it's it's never guaranteed, but your dividend yield is uh, attractive at the moment, particularly in this world of historically low interest rates. Is maintaining the level of the dividend an important aim for Trig?
1: Yes, very much so. We can be as green and social respons- socially responsible as you like. But our investors aren't going to be very happy with us if we're not paying a good dividend. Um, Our targeted dividend uh, for this year is the same as last at 6.76p, which gives uh, a 5.5% yield. Um, That can be quite challenging in these times because obviously power prices are, are, are relatively low. Um, but we have factored that into um, our metrics and have announced that it is our intention to pay this the same dividend this year as last year because we know that it's uh, very important for our investors.
0: Now you mentioned that you wear and have worn a number of hats um, around this particular space. There was a recently published energy white paper uh, outlining huge ambitions to decarbonise Britain's economy, including the requirement for £50 billion investment in a year for the next few decades, with much of it coming from the private sector. What, what are your general views in terms of where we need to, to be moving from here?
1: Well, we very much need, I think, a whole economy approach to decarbonisation. Renewables is really important, but it is only one part of the story. Um, and, um, f- for example, we um, there are other co- there are contributors of carbon emissions. One of the highest ones is transportation. That accounts for twenty eight percent of the UK emissions so um sales of electric vehicles is really important um i believe that in the end of last year in december uh, sales of electric vehicles hit a new record of 23 percent. but they still make up less than one percent of cars on the road and so we need to think about charging points reinforce grids uh, better batteries to uh, have longer range, etc. That's really important part of the the decarbonisation agenda. As is um, sorting out industrial emitters. They uh, represent about 19% of UK emissions. So I, I think this this is going to be one of the priorities too. Um, there's hydrogen Um, that's obviously electrolysis to separate hydrogen from oxygen in water Um, i wonder whether the uk has high enough ambitions in this area the eu are much more ambitious than we are Um, but we're going to really have to step up our green hydrogen uh, um, objectives those are all probably outside the scope of trig but one that's very much in the scope of trig is how we can support the existing infrastructure Because by 2040, 24 gigawatts of wind and solar capacity in the UK will be over 25 years old. And we need to ensure these sites remain operational so that they don't contribute to more difficulties in achieving net zero. So um, if we can repower these sites, you know, providing new turbines or have their life extended... Um, that will be extremely important. And we need to um, ensure there's government support for that, allowing them to bid into the existing subsidy or support mechanisms um, or have alternative mechanisms to, to um, support power prices um, should, be, should be thought about. So um, really investing in current sites to will help ensure our capacity of existing power generation doesn't go away, um, as well as building the new sites. The final thing I would say and personally, I'm really, this is the most exciting thing I think about the green revolution is um, the fact that jobs, young people want to go into green energy now, I think probably historically energy has been seen as a rather boring um, industry to go into. Not anymore. We see lots of bright young people who are very, very keen to get into the renewable space, the energy space, because they want to help save the planet. Um, And I think that's really exciting. And the prime minister said, there will be lots of new green jobs um, and also lots of people who want to go into them. So personally, I find that very, very encouraging.
0: Do you think um, in terms of the world overall, we're, we're aiming ultimately to be in a situation where we are simply zero as opposed to the current situation of aiming towards net zero and offsetting one against the other
1: well i think aiming for net zero is going to be uh, hard enough for the challenges we've set ourselves whether we can actually get to zero uh, i think is even more of a challenge what i think is really good now is that you know, the government has set the target, but with this white paper, which a lot of us are looking at and responding to, they've put a lot of ideas in there. The devil's going to be in the detail in all of this, of course, and many of us are, are responding to it. I mean, repowering, which I've just talked about, Sites trigger have obviously responded very um, strongly on that because it affects us. I think it's, it's, but it's lots of people involved with it. It's all industry. It's homes, of course. Our homes, most homes aren't particularly energy efficient and something's going to, to ha- have to happen there. Um, so I think the fact that there is a bit of a tailwind, to use a slight pun behind us now, which is really good, but we do need government support here. Um, and we do need to uh, not take our foot off the pedal because I think the challenges, the, the targets that have been set are quite challenging.
0: And finally, Helen, do you, do you think, um, it certainly seems uh, the case from an outsider looking in, do you think that there's a, a growing appetite um, for, for those um, aims actually to be achieved over a shorter time frame than may, may well have been the case a decade ago?
1: Yes, yes, I think so. Um, I, I think probably a decade ago there were many doubters about all this. I don't see so many of them now. I think people like Bill Gates coming up, you know, writing his his book on it, which I'm, I'm just reading at the moment, it is really important. But I also think when you, you we've got the government behind it now um, and very clearly so, uh, and I think that's because they realize it's vote winners here. Um, people are very concerned about the planet. They want to do the right thing. I think also people post-Covid have become very important about the S&E, find the S&ESG very important too, so the social effects of all this should not be underestimated. Um, so yes, it isn't going to go away, um, and that's great for the renewables industry, which is just one part of the whole decarbonisation agenda, but but a very important part of it.
0: Right, thank you very much. Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's all we've got time for. So many thanks again for your time, Helen, and for those extremely interesting insights. That was Helen Maie, Chairman of the Renewables Infrastructure Group, or TRIG. And thank you for listening. Please feel free to like and subscribe, and of course you can find much more, by the way, of investment insight and ideas at ii.co.uk. I'll be back next Tuesday with another Richard Hunter interview. Bye for now.